When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast. The podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. But it wasn't a beautiful result again for the Albion. This time away at St. James's Park where we lost 2-1 to have inflicted on us our first defeat in the Premier League era by Newcastle at the 10th attempt and how irritating it was given the new status they have as Britain's least favourite club in the Premier League. Anyway... A disappointing result. I didn't go to the game, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, because although it sounds like everyone had a pretty good weekend in general, spoiled by the 90 minutes of football, of course, um, it was a long way up and a lot of money to spend on seeing the Albion lose again. I, on the other hand, decided to opt for the big Sussex derby, where Lewis took on Worthing, a club we featured in our non-league specials in recent months. And it finished 2-1 to Worthing, twice taking the lead, to take the spoils in what is probably going to be a massive victory for Worthing. Um, good game overall. A record crowd for the Dripping Pan, the Pan Zero, of 2,304, I think it was. Um, brilliant turnout. Fantastic support, particularly from Worthing's a rather large number of fans, making a rather large amount of noise. Several hundred made the, tri- the short trip along the coast. And um, an excellent game had a really good day out. Unfortunately, though... It can't help but be spoiled by the news coming through from St James's Park. So a disappointing result. However, although I wasn't there to do a podcast on a match day special, I knew a man who did, who was, and that was our Northern correspondent, Alistair. Al spoke to a number of my buddies who were up at the game, and he got some Northern voices from the Geordie side of things on in the uh, post-match part of the podcast. So settle back and listen to this to get the opinions from the match day and to get the vibe. And at the end, I will be talking about the uh, well, my thoughts on the game and about the outrageous rudeness of my friends, so-called friends, up there who were rather abusive about me. I was outraged, I have to say. Anyway, this over to Al and do apologise um, for his failure to get the name of the club that Eddie Howe managed on the south coast, right? It wasn't quite Southampton, was it? I think he meant Bournemouth, but apart from that, he did an excellent job. So thanks very much to Alistair. And here is that match day special. And by the way, anybody of a sensitive disposition with regard to swearing should be aware that that abuse that I mentioned um, of me comes in around the 42nd minute. So close your ears if you don't like swearing. Apologies about that. And also from one little faux pas from Nick, which we're going to forgive because he was rather frustrated at the game. Anyway, here's over to Al and friends. So here we are in the Lady Greys in Newcastle. It is approximately half past twelve on Saturday, the uh, whatever. I can't remember. The fifth. Oh, thank you. My brother's birthday. So I know that. Yeah. Excellent. The fifth of March. Actually, a Newcastle supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And here I am with Dunk in the, uh, as I say, in the Lady Greys. 
looking forward with, with uh, uh, 12 Albion fans and a Newcastle fan called Russ, who we're going to talk to in a minute. He's uh, he's our substitute. Um, substitute Russell. Our substitute, yeah. On, on, honorary Russ or uh, or token Russ, you might like to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, how do you reckon we're going to do today, Duncan? What's your thoughts about the game? Well, firstly, I want to say I've been up since 4.30. And <laughs> I've travelled the well length of the now. country. I'm going to be do politician. I've got no thoughts on the game, no. It's so sad, Charlie. Um, yeah, so we've uh, travelled massively, and it's just so brilliant to be here. Twelve of us, very familiar faces, sitting down in a pub, pints of beer, lots of smiles, lots of laughing. Uh, brilliant cheese board and uh, charcuterie uh, supplied by yourself. I will get some more in a moment. You're very welcome, Duncan, <laughs> at any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my cheese board is your cheese board. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we are... Um, what do I think of the game? I think we're quite... Oh, God. I'm trying not to be despondent. They're in good form. They're at home. But we're much better away. I think it'll be tight. 2 1, I'm going for Brighton. To Brighton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, Mope had to. Mope uh, double. Yeah. There, there we, we go. go. Oh, oh. Uh, so a bold, a bold prediction there that, from Duncan. That, that is that is my heart, not my head speaking. I, okay. I, I mean, this is Alistair speaking. Obviously, I'm hosting today. Uh, uh, in in, uh, I say, as a token replacement for Russell, not nowhere near as good as Russell. Um, but obviously, just just trying to keep things ticking over while he's unable to travel up north. Um, but I, I personally, I think I'm going to go for a one-one. Uh, I think yeah, I can't see it being it. a goalless game. No, no, but, not but, at I, all. but obviously, our on-the-road record of, of getting a draw and getting a score draw is is quite high. Uh, and I and I think we are due a goal now. I know we've not scored. We've got this barren wilderness of a lack of goals. Well, we've had a couple but, of home games, haven't we? Yeah. And, uh, I, I think I think Newcastle will come at us, and that 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 kind of helps us we can get behind them and get between their lines and uh, you know attack and who knows so, yeah I agree we've both both got goals so 1-1 2-1 I think it's probably likely for and, either side and, and my tip for today I reckon probably Trossard he's not scored for a while and I I, I just think he, his style of play uh, he's got a chance anyway either a Trossard or a, or a well-bet goal I reckon that's from my perspective well lovely lovely any of that would be great we'll yeah. take that we just not we want Dan Burn to have a mare don't we we do we want Dan Burn to completely implode uh, yeah. and and, uh, and, I, and I'm currently also wondering how we can get a song about Octopus Garden uh, to fit with Dan Ashcroft and the uh, the gardening lead that he's going to be on for the next year oh, right. or so. Yes, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. There's six, all sorts. Six months, isn't it? I there's all know. sorts of things and politics that are going on. And obviously, we remember, of course, everything that's going on in the Ukraine at the minute. This is oh. football seems almost insignificant in this yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but but when one of the people who are on the board of Newcastle come out and say that they think it's, there's no issues with Roman Abramovich and his ties with Putin, it kind of makes you all the more want Brighton to win today putting aside all of the Saudi Arabian links and all that sort of stuff but football and politics are really hard to separate as we've seen with the sport and Paralympics and everything absolutely 100% and uh, basically they they shouldn't be owning the the club they really shouldn't be they're not fit to run the club full stop we're kind of picking up where the Spurs podcast ended out ended up with in that in that drunken slurry conversation that you had with us oh yeah yeah Um, anyway we're going to go Robin and uh, Brian we're going to go around and speak to a few more people in the pub in a moment um, obviously uh, hopefully you hear all of this in the background and, uh, and we'll come back to you in a little bit fantastic I can just swap ok so this is Alistair in the uh, Lady Grey still and I'm just going to hand over to Nick who's going to give us a little bit of thoughts about the cheese board first of all with of course the blue and white stripes blue cheese uh, any thoughts about the cheese board first of all Nick uh, yeah, this is a general theme for our away game so the cheese board was relatively good I'd say the biscuits were a little bit disappointing. Not enough Jacobs, but yeah, good, 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 good cheese board. Okay, and uh, and and next, probably slightly more importantly, how do you reckon we'll play today, and what do you reckon the score will be? Right. So I think the Geordies are a little bit cocky on this one. They think they're going to beat us. My view is we're going to come round on a one-all, back to our one-all away. I think we've we were crap against Burnley. We were crap against Villa less crap against Villa than we were against uh, Burnley but um, 
we we can't play worse. I think this is our this what we've never lost against Newcastle, have we? In the Premier League, never lost. So we've got a good record up here. I think we'll we'll bounce back one all one all. And, I, and I've said the same actually I reckon a one all so um, we're also uh, joined in the bar by uh, a friend of uh, one of the podcast friends uh, called uh, a different Russell but I, we have a token Russell for today uh, and I'd like to hand over Russell say hello hello there and as you can tell from his accent he's a Geordie uh, and a Newcastle fan he's wearing his Newcastle shirt proudly with Newcastle Brown Ale as a sponsor so a proper fan uh, so what do you reckon Russell how do you think we're going to do today or how do you think you're going to do today I, I would agree I would say it would probably be a 1-1 Newcastle fans are very confident uh, but Brighton have been a bit of a bogey team uh, I think they are unbeaten against us in the last nine uh, I hope it's not 10 time lucky today uh, if I had this, to get another uh, draw or win but I think it will be a draw uh, the first goal will be vital if we score first I think uh, you could be in trouble absolutely I, I mean one thing as Brighton fans we certainly acknowledge and respect the support of Newcastle fans you're obviously one of the most dedicated fans sets of fans that there are in the in the country uh, and in the Premier League obviously at the minute we, we kind of both sort of came up a similar time back into the Premier League but you've obviously had a lot more years up here than us what's your current feelings about the the club and uh, and how things are going generally because obviously uh, controversially there was a sort of the Saudi Arabian government and all of that money that's come in to the club so in some ways great days for you as a fan knowing that the club no longer has financial struggles but other other issues sort of related to that so yeah what's your thoughts on that Russell? Uh, we had no choice about Mike Ashley being our owner uh, we had no choice about who Mike Ashley sold the club to Obviously, I think any decent person would rather it wasn't Saudi Arabia that uh, took over the club. But we're stuck with it. We can't do anything about it. So we're going to make the most of it. Because at least after 14 years of absolutely no hope or whatsoever and just standing still, treading water, getting relegated, uh, finally we've got hope that we're going to be better in the future. And that's all Newcastle fans want. Most don't think we're going to win anything tomorrow or even five years. I'm happy for the rest of my life if we don't win anything. As long as we're there to compete, we try. We're going to try and be better. And I look forward to the 90 minutes on a Saturday or whenever it's played, uh, rather than just being a sense of duty. You've got to be there to, to, because it's your duty to be there. And, and, and you get it over with, and then you go and enjoy the rest of the weekend. So finally, we do have some hope. And that's the big, big word for Newcastle fans. Yeah, I mean, certainly as a fan, I, I really felt for you guys struggling with Mike Ashley. And the last time I was here was quite a while ago. It was a nil-nil draw. You had Rafa as your manager at the time. I think it was between Christmas and New Year. I, re I remember a really cold day being very bleak up there at the top in the gods where we were sitting. Uh, so, yeah, as, as fans, you know, I, I, I'm genuinely pleased for you that you've, you, you know, that finally that you got rid of that tyrant. Mike Ashley, I hope he doesn't buy Derby that was kind of rumoured for a little I, while. I wouldn't wish him on Sunderland. <laughs> there you go. And that's saying something, you know. Uh, I think if I was wearing a Sunderland shirt rather than my Albion shirt with a little crest on, uh, I don't think I'd be very welcome here in the in the Lady Greys. Uh, but yeah, but no, um, yeah, all, all the best, Mike. Uh, uh, all the best, um, uh, Russell. Uh, and, and just wish you all the best with that. All the best. I just hope you great lads enjoy your weekend up here like everybody does. The bars are everywhere. You, you can't find uh, can't find a bar in your castle. You must be blind. Yeah, and we're and we've already enjoyed uh, quite a bit of your wares, uh, and certainly enjoying it. I've, I've already had a breakfast here, a coffee, uh, and uh, and enjoying us uh, as we said the cheese board. So so just a quick back to Nick and reflection on. Well, I just say um, we've had this is always one of the best away days. We've always had a great away day up here, and remember we came up together. They nicked our championship, remember, on the last day of the season. We should have won that, right? So uh, there's always that thing about between us and Newcastle about who's going to win the league, effectively the mini league between us. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think this season we're going to win it, aren't we? Yeah, well, we seem to be on track for that, but our, our current dip in form, we've certainly got something to do about that, Hello. haven't we? Hello. And, and it's fair to say also we're not great fans of Eddie Howe. Um, yeah, uh, obviously there's a sort of a bit of history there from when he was manager at Southampton and that sort of stuff. But he's a decent manager. He knows what he's doing. Uh, it's fair to say he's probably a transition manager for you. Uh, so, uh, and your sights will be set a lot higher in the same way that Man City's was when they got Pep in eventually. Uh, I think Eddie Howe might surprise a lot of people. He's got all the players pulling the same way. Everybody's committed. There's unity throughout the club from top to bottom, from the, the owners all the way down to the fans. Just brilliant. Eddie House 
motivating players. He's getting uh, performances out of players that Steve Bruce could only ever dream of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Bruce was pretty much, as a West Brom fan, said it, an analog manager in, in a, a digital football world, and that <laughs> sums it up precisely. And yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Ashley was an absolute embarrassment a lot of the time. The way he went on, he gave us no hope, nothing to cling on to. He, he, he could have made a fortune out of merchandise, everything else. All he did was drive fans away from the ground and not buy things in his shops and pick it sports direct he got absolutely hammered for it and he deserved it but he, he, he got off lightly in my opinion but not one person in the press all the people who are saying blood money from the Saudi Arabians not one person has said a word to uh, Mike Ashley why did you sell the club to them he's got away with as usual scot free with his three, uh, 305 million in his pocket and nothing's been said to him and the Castle fans are taking all the flack for something they have no control over Brilliant. That's um yeah, I, 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 we can't argue with that actually because that's that's really true. Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what, that is brilliant. That is what I call is the fans. That's why I love Newcastle, right? Because of that, what you just heard there. But having said that, before we go on, what's the odds on Chris Woods or Dan Byrne scoring against us today? Yeah, absolutely. Dan Ball, we said uh, before the West Brom game, Dan Byrne never scores with his head. Uh, and he scored a corner the, the day that Nick and I were there and it's quite likely he's going to score against us today uh, obviously you've not seen him play much but what do you reckon to Dan Byrne Dan big Byrne, Dan Byrne as Dan we call him Dan Byrne looks like a Rolls Royce brilliant and it's great he's a local lad he's from Blythe 12 miles north of Newcastle yeah. he's come home and uh, I think uh, one of your lads uh, described him two or three years ago as a bit of a Bambi on ice yeah. he's no longer that anymore he's, he looks strong composed powerful play the ball on the deck won't take any anything nonsense from anybody he looks at it absolute rules rise of a, a, a buy for everybody said what Dan Byrne for however 12 million or whatever so far he's looking well worth the money and I think it's only a matter of time as well before Chris Wood scores he's, he's been very involved in all the players please not today please I think it's I think it's coming and it, it could be you like the cop for it but uh, he's, he's, he's certainly been involved he's, he's adapting to the players around him uh, I'm, I'm just hoping St Maximum's at least on the bench today so that if we need a little bit of uh, backup fi- uh, fire then I think he'll be there I'll be very surprised if he starts but it's, it's not impossible but I, I think the lack of training he's had this week I think he could just be on the bench but it's great to have him Bruno Gumarish watch out for him 40 million from Leon. he is going to be an absolute star in the Premier League G- guaranteed Brilliant. Uh, is it okay for calling RG, as in Russell the Geordie? Because um, RG is um, uh, you are the RG, I think, in, in our opinion. You know, so uh, so thanks very much, Russell, and uh, some really good points there to make. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the game as well. And and thanks so much for your points. It's been great to hear what you said. And uh, and yeah, I hope you enjoy the game. I hope it's a, I hope it's an entertaining game for the sake of football. It's lovely having you lot up here. I had a great time down at Brighton back in the, the beginning of November. I only wish our ground wasn't so very far out the t- out the town centre. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Lewis is quite handy the opposite direction. So yeah, you've got you've got a couple of different places to go for good beer in Brighton. So yeah, all the best, lads. And I hope your season starts after today. <laughs> Thanks, Russell. Cheers very much. Right, so I'm going to go and talk to the rest of the, uh, the, the the noisy boys that are kind of currently congregating around in this pub and talk to them later. But thanks ever so much to Russell the Geordie from that. So uh, here we are, we're still here in the Lady Greys, and over to Alison and Ahmed, who are going to give us their collective thoughts about tonight today's match. Firstly, I want to say, can we say hello to uh, Tipsy Tim from last week? Right. And can we give a big shout-out to uh, Russell, who's not here today. So if you can get everyone to give a shout-out to Russell. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Russell! Hello, Russell! 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 So just to say... Russell! Where's Russell? <laughs> so just to say, it is only 10 to 2 at the moment, and already... Um, people seem to have had a little bit too much but I'm going to try and bring this back and uh, and let's talk about serious thing and talk about football uh, we haven't had the squad announced yet but what are your feelings about uh, the match today? Well, 
Well, we're going to go to Alison. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a draw today. I think we're going to go back to our drawing ways, so I'm predicting one all. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more positive. Which, which I, I personally think will be a good result for us to come home today, particularly after the current run that we've had. Yes. We haven't scored for quite a while, so we need to get our scoring boots on again today, don't Absolutely. we? Yeah. If we can get out of that rut, that would be a, a good thing. I think there's a good goal coming from Marpe today. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That yeah. would be great. I would love to see Mope doing his little eye thing in front of the Newcastle fans. Goal. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely due a goal, so I think today we could see something special from him. Yeah, and someone I know has been singing the Mope song for the last 24 hours, so yeah, we knew we need a goal from him today. Okay, okay, so so Ahmed, Ahmed likes likes the, the sound of his voice uh, and likes singing the Mope song, but yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, thank you very much, Ahmed and Alison. So here we are with one of um, uh, the, this podcast's closest proximity friends, to uh, to Newcastle, a friend of ours called Robin, who lives very close by. So over to you, Robin. What's your feeling about today's game? I think it's very difficult to predict. I think it's good that Sam Maximan's not playing for them, but we're fully expecting Dan Byrne and Chris Wood to score for Newcastle. But it's been a common theme so far. I'm Robin, sure. Yeah. I think I think I'd be happy with a draw. Yeah. In honesty. Yeah, I, me too. I think that'd be a result for us to take. I think. Yeah, I think a draw will be a fair result, and we'll we'll move on with that. Okay, and uh, and, and and any other thoughts around Newcastle? And obviously, there's been a lot in the news uh, around some of their board and some of the things that they've said. And uh, and and some people have said that some of their board have been a bit limp in their response to how they um, have been responding to uh, current events. Uh, I think it's what you expect from a woman who looks like she's been melted several times to be quite honest okay okay yeah well and, and um so obviously you're local so you've you've got to face like on monday morning you've got to face some newcastle fans and and people uh sort of within that what, what's your real hope for the for today as far as actually the gameplay as opposed to the result i think i do think i think we'll probably we'll probably look the better team whether we can convert it into goals and points is the next thing, but we're having a better season than they are, and I think we'll finish above them still. So that's the main thing. Yep. And when and when you make that manoeuvre uh, of a kind of like sort of mirror signal manoeuvre type, a, a sign that you want to send to Eddie Howe, what would that be? Um, probably that he's not got very long in the job. I wouldn't right. have thought. Okay. But so, uh, yeah, because uh, I mean, we've just been chatting to Russell over there. He's uh, not uh, he's RG not, Russell he's, the Geordie. He's not the long-term solution for them. I wouldn't have no, thought. So very much a transition interim type of manager. So I mean, I thought he'll get them to the summer, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets replaced in the summer. But I think it will be the first test of how this new ownership are in terms of how ruthless they are. Right. Yeah. Like if he's kept them up and he's kept them up comfortably, are they going to give him a season to try and see how far? They c- he can take them with investment or are they going to just cast him aside so I think that would be quite an interesting yep. point in time to see what they do brilliant thanks very much right no Robin so this is saying goodbye from the Lady Grey we'll give you an update during the match at some point and uh, update you on the game and, and our reflection on the game at the end ok so Alistair from Manchester checking in again and here we are at the um away end in Newcastle it's half term and we're 2-0 down and uh, Nick is quite keen to talk right now don't expect this to be pretty uh, but over here we go right that is a fucking sorry I pardon the French but that is a typical example of our season we have 80% of the possession they have three goes and goal score two we cannot score a single chance um, this is a typical Brighton away and a home performance I am absolutely gutted because we are better than these and I, I don't know what you think Alistair but this is not a 2-0 away win to them what do you think oh, I, I mean to be honest it's quite depressing really because for the first 12 minutes we look really really lively and then they have two goes it's like we fall asleep for two minutes and then before we know it we're 2-0 down and now we've got an absolute mountain to climb and, and actually then at that point they've maybe had one or two chances in our penalty area 
we're going forward a fair bit, but nothing of any quality going forward. Yeah, they've done nothing. We, we, they have done nothing apart from those two goals. I know that sounds stupid, but they have done nothing. We cannot take a shot. What is it about us away from moment to moment? That 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 uh, Welbeck effort was the one clear chance. Fucking so sick of this. And the um, the one shot that I saw that cannot. Well, I mean, we're up in the in the twenty fifth tier at the top here, and the goal. Um, the, yeah, it looked like a similar shot that would have hit us had we been at the opposite end. That would have gone in. If that had been a Newcastle shot, that would have gone in. We. We are all over these, and we cannot create a chance. And everything gets slowed down when it gets to about 30 yards from goal. We go backwards instead of forwards. It is sickening. I must say, I've not seen the away end empty before half-time as quickly as it has today. And there's a guy just in front of us, a row in front of us, just completely asleep at the moment, who looks dead to the world. And I must admit, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, I think he's probably right. He's absolutely fast asleep. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. But actually, he's probably right to have done that. Well, hopefully, it will be a game of two halves, to use that old football cliche, and hopefully it'll be a very different story coming back. The one thing, just before half-term, I saw some seagulls circling over, our, over, the, over the Gallagher end. So maybe that's an omen, or maybe that's a bad omen. I don't know. No, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. I still think we can get back into this. I mean, I might be proved absolutely wrong. Two nils are what they say are traditionally a bad scoreline. If we get one, we could could go on and get a draw. But we've got to bloody put our chances away. We are not doing that. We just don't look like doing that. Yeah. Well, let's sign off for half time, and we'll come back to you. Uh, at the end of the game and hopefully we'll be in a bit of a happier mood okay so here we are with Trevor from Worthing and uh, Trevor how are you enjoying the game well thank you very much Trevor very insightful and uh, yeah I I can see what you're saying there um, about the game Just got one back. It's 2-1. 55 minutes in. And Trevor from Worthing has woken up. We finally cleared the first man. And we got a header on the corner. Incredible. You sold your soul. You sold your soul. You sold your That's it then, that's the final whistle, we lose 2-1 and it looked like we had a few chances in the end but actually it wasn't to be, having said that it's a lot better second half than it was in the first half but there we go, Uh, we'll be chatting to some of the noisy boys a bit later and uh, yeah, summing up today but a bit better of performance in the last few games, at least we scored but unfortunately still nothing to show for it. Um, okay, so we're back at the Lady Grey after our two-one loss at Newcastle, uh, and here I am with Brian, who is uh, who's local but a Brighton fan. And, 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 and Brian, uh, yeah, we're obviously interested to hear your views on today and the match today. What, so, what's your overall take on on that loss? Uh, well, obviously, really disappointed. I thought we started off very brightly, two goals Re- against the runner play. I'm not sure. Basic mistakes. But such is life. But the frustrating thing was, it's game of high margins. Yeah. Didn't take our chances. Um, probably the same thing we could say all season and yeah, last yeah, season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, we're spirited to play. But for me, as a jury and a Brighton fan, it's galling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm now going to have horrendous 
WhatsApp text messages for about a month now, probably. But um, I, I feel your pain, Brian, because this is what it was like for me after Brighton lost to Man United at Old Trafford. Oh, because right, yeah, yeah. I live in Manchester, obviously. Right, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I suppose for me, one of the key things was we looked so much brighter in the second half, and we really looked like we should have got that equalising goal. But I suppose we just didn't have the quality in front of goal. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree. I, I, it's the same old problem. It's that lack of cutting edge, the finesse in front of goal. I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's a snapshot decision. And for whatever reason is with Brighton, we never seem to have that or take that chance. Yeah. And I, what, what is the answer? I, I don't know. Change of personnel? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, and, and I suppose... Um, Sort of on the on reflection that after those sort of twelve really bright minutes, it, it was really two minutes of being asleep. I think personally that kind of lost us the game. Yeah, no, you're you're, you're right. Um, and look, plays a big part of it. I mean, some you know yeah. the way the ball deflected in their goal yeah, mouth, yeah, it could yeah. have easily gone in. But you know, we had a lot of possession, but we didn't really do that much with it in the final half. And that is the thing that's so annoying, so annoying. Um, but, you know, we, we have to move on. We have to turn it around. I thought Potter made a big decision in making some changes. Dropping Basuma was yeah. obviously yeah. tactical in so much that he hasn't played with much form in the recent games. Yeah. I thought Trossard played extremely deep. I thought that was obviously tactical. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, obviously I'm no great Potter, but that to me doesn't seem right he should be playing much further forward yeah, because yeah. it looked like a 4-4-2 with, yeah. with Trossard and Mo and, um, and Welbeck, Welbeck at the front but actually Trossard wasn't anywhere near the goal a lot of the time he was on that right left wing yeah no he was just too deep full stop and yeah. on the wing Welbeck I mean I like Welbeck but he's not that mobile maybe that's an age thing yeah. I, I don't know it was just so frustrating, so frustrating. What, what I don't know, I don't know what other word to use. Yeah, I, and I suppose the, the the other thing is obviously as we came away from the ground, it, I suppose it's good to see that the Geordies are happy, and that's their third win on the bounce, something like that. I think is it? Oh, sorry, eight games now unbeaten for the Geordies. Right, right. Which is so annoying for me, being a Geordie, <laughs> living in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, do you think? I mean, I think personally we were missing Webster in defence, and obviously. Dan Brown uh, there was some good defending from them when we got into the box we weren't, we, didn't, we weren't really given a lot of space in their box as well we didn't look good in either box really no I, I mean actually I thought it was the midfield for me I thought right. the, the midfield I mean we had on Saturday back but I just thought we lacked some creativity picking up the ball and really running with it I know we had Trossard who as I say I thought played more to midfield type role yeah. but I don't know it was I th- Basuma's been out of form, but I thought he's the type of person that needs yeah. to turn it around. Yeah, you know, absolute talent. You don't lose talent. You lose yeah. a bit of form for a bit, but you've yeah. got to you've got to rely on these people to come back. And I thought he would have been the person to bring on at least, and they didn't bring him on. But yeah. Yeah. Graham obviously knows better than me. But we really lacked that drive and force on the midfield, pushing on. Yeah. Trossard could have pushed on. Such is life, but we're in a bit of a rut at the moment, I fear. Yeah, yeah, we've got to turn it around really somehow, haven't we? Now? Yeah, right. we do. I mean, I do wonder, and I do, it does, it's a bit scary for fans, players, everything. We're in a comfort zone because we're yeah. not in the relegation battle, which we normally are. Yeah. And I do wonder whether psychologically we think we're all right, Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that worries me a bit. Yeah, yeah. We can get complacent. Yeah, complacent. Because we're sitting in 13th place now with minus six goal difference. And Palace are well above us now on exactly the same number of points, but with a plus one goal difference. So it's it's really tight there. Now, obviously, the 5.30 game, we've not seen the result of that yet, but that could change things slightly. But Yeah, yeah but, it, it, but it might, but we're not going to get relegated. That's no, no, a fact. No, exactly, yeah. But I, but I think psychologically the players know that. And I wonder whether some of the players have had their heads turned in the January window. Yeah. They know we're comfortable in the league. And they're just, I don't know, it's just coincidental. Transfer window, we're comfortable in the league. And it's, yeah. I don't know. Well, all clubs admittedly go through a blip. And I think we're going through a blip, unfortunately. Yeah. 
but we need to turn that around quite soon yeah I agree and I'm not is there any signs that's going to happen soon well thank goodness we've only got Liverpool to play in our next home oh, game yeah, so, but, we, <laughs> but it, b- bizarrely or perversely we may play better against them well yeah you're right because I, I was there at Anfield and we turned yeah, no, I we was turned a 2-0 draw yeah, a 2-0 a 2-0 being losing we were brilliant to a 2 all win yeah, but we want to run a form then we yeah, had yeah. momentum yeah, energy yeah. and we just haven't got that when you go back to Liverpool again, Bissouma at the middle of it yeah. Trossard was right up top now yeah. and, we, and we're missing Weppo we're missing Webster Obviously, we've not got Dan Byrne anymore. Um, I, I didn't really notice him a lot playing for Newcastle, but at the same time, he made a difference, I think. so. Yeah, yeah he did. He's solid. I, you know, I'm, Webster being out, Webu being out, injured. I'm not convinced that's the pivotal factor. I'm really not. I just think they've lost the momentum. I think they've lost the confidence. Yeah. So, well, he's hoping. He's hoping things will turn around. Thanks ever so much, bro. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Really appreciate You're welcome. your thoughts. Cheers. So um, we, we've just met a Newcastle fan whose name's Joe, he, uh, but he was actually in the away end. He was he was with us Brighton fans, slumming it at the at the top of the um, at the top of the world, really, at the top of like tw- 20, 30 steps. Uh, so so what, what was your thoughts on the game, Joe? Well, it was it was interesting. So being a Newcastle fan in the Brighton stand, they had. Obviously, good result in Newcastle. Right, two one. Obviously, I couldn't celebrate. Couldn't celebrate. I, I hope I, I was there. Uh, fake tears at some points. Fake tears at some points when um, when Newcastle scored. But uh, it was very. I kept there uh, going to clap when uh, every time anything Newcastle was good. Especially when um, Maxwell came on. I just wanted to get out. But um, no, it's an interesting experience. Interesting experience. It's really hard because I've done it a few times. I remember I couldn't get tickets for Brighton when we played Aston Villa in the uh, FA Cup once, and I had to sit in the in the Aston Villa end and pretend I was a Brighton fan. And they were pulling Brighton fans out left, right, and centre out of the Villa end because it was one of those really hard matches a few quite a few years ago now. So, um, so what what do you reckon to the the game? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was a good game. Just good. I mean, it was obviously great to see Newcastle win. That's eight eight in a row now. I think uh, is that. You had, you had eight goes where you haven't lost. I think is that um, is that Brighton's fifth loss? Our, or our fifth loss. No, I think it's four, 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 four. four okay, yeah. Right. It's always not great for Brighton. Um, I'm more than happy to see my dad uh, talking about it. But um, yeah, your dad's a Brighton fan, isn't it? That's what he, he is. Yeah, he is. End, that's how it? I end up there. He um, got stood up with the tickets, but uh, we managed to get. Um, oh. I gave him a friend, so it's fine. It's fine. Wow. Yeah, no, it's super, super interesting to see it because that's the first time um, I've ever been in the win anywhere. Even for a Newcastle fan in a Newcastle stand. So I imagine there's quite a lot more singing because you're in the away end, so it's a bit more different atmosphere. It, it, it's strange because obviously I think Newcastle is quite well known for the atmosphere. There's a lot of chants, a lot going on. But it was a very different experience, very different experience. But it's really good to be there. So, um, it's just, certain points very awkward, especially when they're saying it. Uh, oh, Newcastle is shit all. But it's my shit all. It's my shit all. <laughs> but now it's a. It's an interesting experience. Yeah. Interesting experience. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks ever so much, Joe. It's always lovely seeing Lewis Dunk. I love Lewis Dunk. Even as a Newcastle supporter, Lewis Dunk. It's got my heart. Excellent. Well, we all love Lewis Dunk, you know, and, and our Whipped Into Wembley song is all about Lewis Dunk. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's, he is a good defender, even if I think, oh, I'm not 100% sure if he was culpable for one of your goals. Uh, but but there we go. It, it was what it not was. Not that I would complain about. Not that I would complain about. Of course that. you wouldn't. No, of course you wouldn't. All right. Well, thanks ever so much for your thoughts, Joe. You. And uh, all the best. I must say, we're not massive fans of Eddie Howe in Brighton. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it's probably past history when he was at Southampton yeah, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, just um, one thing. Obviously, we you might have heard us singing. You sold. You sold your soul. Yeah. Uh, obviously, talking about that, we had some interesting comments from Russell, who's a Geordie earlier, saying Newcastle fans had no choice over who bought their club, and obviously it was the Saudis. But what's your thoughts about it? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't have a choice, but uh, so I was in university when it happened. It was confirmed. Yeah. I could see from my university out the window. Everyone was loving it. We love the money. We, well, we liked it. Some ethical issues, maybe, but bit of money. When we can eventually spend the money, we'll be loving it. I think. Uh, it's, just, it's good fun it's good fun so it's a bit of a journey um, I live yeah. in Manchester so I've sort of seen that journey that Manchester City have been on with the money that came from the Emirates and, yeah uh, 
obviously Abu Dhabi rather than mm-hmm. rather than Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Maybe not quite as dubious as Saudi Arabia, but at the same time, still dubious money. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe, maybe. But but not as dubious as Russia money at the moment. But obviously, it, with oh, with that horrendous yeah, very true, very true. Uh, what's going on there at the moment in yeah. Ukraine. No, it's uh, obviously on the Ukraine. But it's a football podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think I get in trouble. Um, no, uh, I think um, a lot. I enjoy the football. I don't. I don't care too much for the politics about it. Uh, obviously. May, okay, maybe there's some ethical issues. I don't know. Uh, I'm not clued up enough. I heard there's a lot of money coming in, coming in. I like the sounds of that. I'm not too sure where it comes from, what, what the crack is, but we'll be, once we're making the better players, I'll be happy. Well, I mean, we've done already this transfer season. Brought some people in. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your thoughts, Joe. Thank really good to speak to you. Some and, um, and have a good one. Maybe not the best contribution on the podcast, but uh, try your best. No, no, no it's, but it's great to hear from someone who's a Geordie and, yeah. and, and lives yeah. up here. And, and uh, yeah, all the best with the rest of your Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, yes. thanks, mate. Okay, so we're still in the Lady Grace here, and I've just met Steve O, as you can hear in the background. Steve O's a bit of a legend, I hear, and you're a local Geordie, yeah? I'm a local Geordie, but I live in South Yorkshire these days, so I'm a bit of an expat Geordie as well, so I am, um, yeah, that's, that's me basically. Excellent, Steve, but it's great to meet you. So, so tell us a few of your thoughts about the match. How'd you, how'd you reckon the game went? Yeah, uh, I think we, we did well in the first 20 minutes. we like, obviously made, made, um, the best of our chances. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, definitely, like, I, I, I think we, bef- we, we kind of think we went to sleep for two minutes and you, but, you uh, definitely took, made the most of those two yeah, games. Yeah, then after that, obviously, Obviously you you came out with and you had the most possession and we could see what a great team that uh, Brighton were. Um, if it wasn't for having Dan Burn, I think it might have been a different story to be you honest. Like yeah. Really, was your defence that bad before? Yeah, I think uh, with with Lascelles, it's it's always tricky. He, he gets a bit nervous, but you can see how how the appreciation you had for Dan Burn and we've seen that through social media. The, the way you congratulated them on the move and everything like that, that yeah, yeah. we could, we could really appreciate and see. We've seen that the last few week, few games, the way he's, um, improved our defense and just his calmness. He knows his limitations as a player, but he, he does, he does the job that he needs to do, basically. And, and, and certainly like, uh, I mean, yeah, we got one goal from a corner. But he's got that height, and he and he make and he's certainly a presence in the penalty area, isn't he? Yeah, he just get, he's, he gets himself about. Basically, he's like he's a Geordie lad as well, and I think we all yeah. we all love that. And he gets stuck in. Basically, he gets stuck in, and that was great. And yeah, like we I think we really we really appreciate the way Brighton have gone about the business in terms of the transfer window and Dan Ashworth and everything that's happening. So I think the the camaraderie we've got the Brighton fans tonight has been great. Like, yeah. I know we, we were speaking to some of these people that we're speaking to now, we and were just they were a little bit, were a little bit unsure about that to say they were Brighton fans. But yeah, yeah. I think once we got talking, they realised like our fans are quite like we we're, we're accept other fans in the city, and we're really appreciating. And we're just on a, the crest of a wave, and we can't wait to see what's happening. Really, excellent, excellent, and uh, well, yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, we're, look after Dan Brown. Obviously, he's Dan Bernie's obviously from Blythe, so we know he's local. And uh, yeah, we we want to wish you well. We had a good. Ch- I've had a good chat to quite a few Geordies, uh, and and uh, yeah, just really f- grateful for your welcome. We've had, we were enjoying ourselves out tonight. Yeah, cheers and all the best to Brighton fans as well. We're we're like uh, welcome you to the city and all the best for the rest of the season. And hopefully, we can both be in the Premiership next season and. Uh, Come, come uh, face to face again and we'll see what happens in the future excellent great to meet you Steve thanks so much for your thoughts cheers all the best all the best so um, we've got Wedgie here and Wedgie uh, you've got something important to share for the podcast I have crawled off my deathbed to be here today I've recovered from Covid I've been ill for 8 months I've come all this way Okay, we tried pretty hard on the pitch. We lost, but fair play. Good victory for the Newcastle boys. Some lovely blokes with us here. But you know what's pissed me off more than anything? Is fucking Russell Guyver is the chairman of this podcast, and he's fucking not here. He's an absolute tosser. He should be here. 
Wait, there's 14 noisy boys here. Where are you, Russell? We need an extra man out here. Where are you? You fucking twats. Ahmed has some opinion about this as well. Well, you know what? I made the journey to come here all the way to Newcastle. I was expecting Russell to be here. Me and Alison are over here. But where's that tosser Russell? <laughs> wanker, wanker, wanker. And, and over to Alison, because Alison is very opinionated about this. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought I heard rumours that Russ was in Lewis. What, what the hell is he doing in Lewis? Of all places. We, we got a Steve-O here from Newcastle. Steve-O, Steve-O, Steve-O. But we haven't got Russell. Russell the legend is is no longer because he's not even turned up, so he, he can't be the legend Russell legend that he's been. We know you where you to are. Steve, Steve you is the legend. We know where you are, Russell Guyver. We know where you are. And on that bombshell, we're now finishing this update. <laughs> so there we have it. Then um, we're just saying goodbye to Newcastle now. Uh, just one uh, note to say um, last night. Uh, this, cause this is, uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we're just about to head back on the road. Uh, last night, uh, some of the friends, uh, from Noisy Boys went to the local brew dog and have ended up in the middle of, uh, the biggest media scoop of the century in Newcastle. Yes, they actually clickbait on a local fan site, uh, because the big Dan Byrne came into the brew dog, uh, and had a picture taken with them. Uh, and they had a really ch- good chat to him. Apparently a really thoroughly lovely guy. But if you want to see the tweet, um, Russ is going to retweet it from the Brighton Rock podcast and you'll see the picture of the great big Dan Byrne, who is lit, literally a head and shoulder above poor Ian, who's standing next to him there uh, and uh, and and have a little look at the words just above dan brown's head dan burns head uh because um yeah i think you find these newcastle's favorite okay goodbye everyone and um yeah hopefully we can actually get some points and do more than just score a goal uh but get a performance out of this uh coming up soon uh but not looking too good what with liverpool coming up uh but well we, we can only we can only live in hope we'll probably play better against them won't we knowing our luck all right cheers russ back over to you how rude my friends are. And I'm particularly looking at you, Wedge and Ahmed, and also to Duncan and Andy Knott, who were also rather abusive in a video I was sent when they weren't very complimentary about me. I know who my friends are. Uh, disappointing. Anyway, yes, I was at the Lewis game, and yes, I'm kind of secretly glad I didn't go to Newcastle. <laughs> what more can I say? Still, we've got um, Liverpool to look forward to at the weekend, where I'm sure it's an easy three points against one of the most on-formed teams in Europe. What could go wrong? Um, and yes, I mean, I'm not looking forward to that one from the result point of view, but it should be a good day out again. 12.30 kickoff. We look forward to that one. In the meantime, thanks again very much to Alistair for putting together that match day special from the weekend. Just to quickly have my word on it, I mean, I haven't, I've only seen the highlights and from what I gather, we played a lot better than we did in the recent home games and we started well. The first goal from Fraser on 12 minutes came against the run of play. That's a rather familiar story from our home games, isn't it, of late and in fact in general. Um, and he also then set up a goal just two or three minutes later for sure on the 14th minute um, to make it a rather unexpected 2-0 lead for Newcastle. Apparently, we were still the better side, and, you know, that's frustrating. We did at least get off to a fairly good start in the second half, fairly because after 10 minutes of that half, Lewis Tonk popped up with his latest goal in the 55th minute. That gave us some hope for quite a bit of time um, from a, another goal set up by Pascal Grosch. There's a bit of a combination there where it comes Dunk's goals um, from Pascal. So interesting from him. Apparently, he had quite a good game, Pascal. Um and I think overall it just made it all the more disappointing that we put in a better performance but still got the same end result, a defeat. Uh, very frustrating. Um, I know we did have some chances and looking at the stats, it's a very similar story in the same way that the results are a very similar story of late. That is to say that with a lineup of, um, well, obviously Sanchez in goal, defenders Veltman, Duffy, Dunk and Kukurea, Alzate, Grosh, Modder, Further forward in, uh, in midfield with Trossard further forward, Lamptey playing an advanced role and Welbeck up top. Interestingly, Morpé 
um, being on the bench, along with Basuma, McAllister, and for what it's worth, Lalana as well, um, who's just coming back from injury. Um, so quite a few strong players on the bench that weren't used from the outset. Um, however, as I said, we seem to have played a lot better. It was a matter of once again not taking our chances. How much of this is to do with the quality of chances that we're creating versus the other other sides because middling sides or struggling sides like Burnley, Villa and Newcastle have all taken a decent proportion of a fairly small number of chances that they've had. Um, in the case of Newcastle, familiar territory, we had 68% possession. It seems to be a go-to figure more or less. 15 shots to the Geordies 10 and both sides had four shots on target but they got 50% of theirs in we got 25% of ours in so that's the telling difference isn't it really what is that is that quality of finishing is it quality of chances for us to try and finish or is it a bit of both who knows Um, but it's I, I think it probably is a bit of both but we need to improve that. We know we've got Undav coming in in the uh, in next season and hopefully one or two other bits of attacking talent, either that we have out on loan at the moment, like Mitoma or Kadra, or some other new recruits possibly coming in or coming through the system. We'll wait and see what happens on that score. But for now, it's a period of frustration that we're going to have to carry on enduring. And what's worse about this is, of course, after... A period of isolation, four points adrift of sides in either direction in the table just a couple of weeks ago in ninth place. We finally lost our title of Kings of the Coast back to Southampton for the time being. As they took our ninth spot, we dropped to tenth. And then this weekend just gone tragedy. A defeat this time costing us three places as we dropped to our lowest point of the season, 13th. And below some team that we don't like to mention, because I don't want to swear there's been enough of that on this podcast already. Um, that team, whoever they are, plus some of our Midlands friends have overtaken us. So a disappointing point from the uh, the table point of view as well. But we look ahead to the rest of the season. Let's hope we can turn things around because it's been rather disappointing. A little bit worried to have heard reports that Graham Potter went down the tunnel without applauding the fans. That's unsubstantiated, but seems to be the popular view that that's what happened. Um, one or two friends have said that he did come over later or might have come over later to applaud after the players had gone but either way round, not not good with what's been going on with Ashworth and Morling and various other things this is another blow for us at the moment but we've just got to ride it through and hope that we can finish the season in a better vein of form to, well, not only put us on a high for the rest of this season but also to maybe set the set the stall out for next season when we resume in the summer at the end of the summer. So until next time, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.